Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited for you to hear from Avery Habas on this new episode of our podcast. Avery's just finishing up his football playing career, exploring life outside of football. He played at the University of Southern Miss. Just an incredible young man. Can't wait for you to hear his story, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Avery. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate having me on. You bet. So I just like to start these out just with some background information so the listeners kind of get an idea of who you are. So if you don't mind, just, you know, just give us a little bit about, you know, where you're from, a little bit about your family growing up and and your family today. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in northern Wisconsin. Um, It's called Ashland, Wisconsin. Um, It's a town about probably 8,000 people. um, And it's right on Lake Superior. So Lake Superior is the biggest freshwater lake in the world. And uh, grew up right on Lake uh, Lake Superior there uh, in, in a little bay called Schwamigan Bay. It's protected by uh, – so there's these things called Apostle Islands. There's 22 Apostle Islands out there. And the, the bay is protected by um, one of the islands. It's called Long Island. So you have to go around Long Island to get out into, like, the open bay of Lake Superior. So we're protected a little bit, which is really nice. So we get to uh, fish and, um, you know, ice fish out there. And so – uh, you know, grew up, grew up on Lake Superior, you know, fishing all the time with my uncle and my dad and my family. And um, so, you know, I, I enjoy doing that all the time. Um, that's kind of what what I, what I enjoy doing, spending time with with my family up there. So, um, so yeah, I grew up in Ashland, Wisconsin, um, you know, just a typical you know, childhood. My family is, my mom and dad are really, really hardworking people, um, blue collar people. My mom and dad uh, are business owners of, of a small business. So, you know how that goes with uh, small business, you know, working, you know, seven days a week, 365, no days off, uh, you know, kind of taught me how to, how to work hard and to uh, always chase your dreams. So, you know, my dad started out in, in uh, corporate corporate uh, America, uh, working for uh, a big company in Ashland. Um, you know, then, then he went to uh, working in athletics, was an athletic director at our high school. And then he ended up uh, buying his own business, wanted to kind of, you know, uh, he was dreaming of uh, of a business, and so um, he went and did that. So uh, he's been doing that for a while. My mom and dad are both in that. But so I grew up in Ashland. Um, played a lot of sports. Played you know football, basketball, baseball, soccer. You know, did did all the sports. Yeah, that's that was my childhood was um, was in sports. Um, and then uh, in, in terms of my spiritual life. Um, my mom was, was always had us at the church every Sunday, Sunday morning for Sunday school, um, then go to church on Sunday after, after that. And then, you know, lunch and then watch the Vikings play on Sunday, uh, at Sunday at noon. So that was my son every day, every Sunday, that was it. And then Wednesdays was, you know, at youth group and, um, you know, every day throughout the week was, you know, school and then, you know, sports. So, um, and, and, you know, my dad was my, always my, my coach and, every sport. Um, and so, you know, just grew up doing that. And it was an awesome, awesome childhood uh, up in Ashton, Wisconsin. Um, all my family's up there. So, um, you know, and I have three other siblings. My brother is, uh, he's older. He's, um, he's eight years older than me. And then, uh, I have a sister who's four years older than me and I have a younger sister who is, uh, she's a senior in high school. So six years. So, um, yeah, so grew up with that. And then, um, going into my sophomore year of high school, um, my dad had a business, um, a couple hours away. And so we wanted to be with him more and he wanted us to be with him. So, uh, we moved down to Rice Lake going into my sophomore year of high school. And, uh, I finished high school out there and, um, and then, uh, ended up, you know, 
I, I played basketball and football in uh, in high school. Ended up just focusing on those two, um, and then uh, yeah, ended up going to college, and uh, here I am now. So you talk, you know, you did play sports, and and you're finishing up your your playing career. Yep. So what was talk about the recruiting process, and you know where because I know you a couple stops and how you ended up in playing for Southern Miss and Hattiesburg, Mississippi being from Wisconsin. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I guess we'll continue on the journey. So um, Ashland is a, is a small town in, you know, obviously like in Northern Wisconsin. So it's, there's not much going on up there, uh, which is a great place. I, I absolutely love that area, you know, just fishing and hunting and um, you know, not much going on up there. So it's just, it's pretty chill up there. And I, and I love that, you know, just, uh, a really family atmosphere place. And, um, you know, you can always go on a hike, you can always go fishing, you can always go hunting, you can always do things outdoors. And I, I absolutely love that. Um, but scouts, college scouts, uh, do not get up in that area much. Um, you have to be probably, a, you know, you have to be really, really good to even get looked at by a, a division two school. Um, and so um, that was part of the reason why we went to Rice Lake was just better, better uh, academics, better athletics. And so when I went to Rice Lake, um, we had we had a really good basketball team. We had a really good football team. We won state my senior year. We had, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had a lot of Division II scouts there, um, you know, wanting us to go there. So I had a lot of Division II offers out of high school. Um, and I was talking to a few Division Ones, um, but I really wanted to play at the highest level. I just thought that I, I could play at the highest level. I wanted to just bet on myself and just go all in. And, um, you know, I just absolutely love that, love the, uh, the journey. So, uh, obviously I only had, I had a few walk-on positions to division one and I thought I was a lot better than that. And so, um, you know, I took a, took a chance and went to the junior college route. Um, and my dad actually posed as my coach and he sent out an email to the, to the community college and was like, Hey, check out this kid. And then, so I sent my film to them and, um, we went on a visit and they offered me a walk-on position. And, and I was like, you know what, I'll either walk on at a small division one or I'll walk on at a junior college and try to go bigger than, you know, bigger than that, that, uh, small D one. So, uh, I was like, you know what, I'll walk on, you know, it's obviously junior college is two years. It's just, it's, you know, it's cheap. So I, I could go there. I could get my general studies and get them, get them knocked out. Um, and that was at Iowa Western community college, one of the best community colleges in the country. Um, you know, I, I, a great, a great community college that would produce, uh, visual athletes. That was that they're known for. They're still known for that. And so I was like, you know what, this place can get me ready to go. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to always come in here. I'm going to do the thing that they want me to do, whatever they want, I'll do it. And so I originally went in there as a, as like a nickel, uh, star, um, linebacker type kind of safety up safety. Cause I was only 200 pounds. Oh, wow. So I was, I was a lot smaller. Uh, you know, I played basketball, so I was a lot smaller. And so, um, I went there and they immediately, you know, moved me to outside linebacker, you know, and I was 200 pounds too, and I was trying to gain weight. And so I was, I was out of position and uh, I started out as the eighth linebacker in the depth chart. And so I got discouraged real quickly, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I was an all, all conference guy on both sides of the ball in high school. I was, I was the guy in high school and, um, you know, captain and, you know, everyone looked at me in my town, like I was, I was going somewhere. And so when I went to Iowa Western, I was, I was kind of expecting the same thing and, and it didn't happen. Uh, you know, I was playing with guys that were division one bounce backs. I was playing with guys that were, you know, academically not eligible to go to division ones, but they had offers, you know, everywhere in the country. These guys were, you know, six foot five, you know, 260 pounds running four or five forties. You know, these guys are, 
these were some real dudes that, you know, we was playing with. So, you know, it was a really eye-opening experience for me right away. And, you know, I called my dad and, and you know, after like the first week of practice and they moved me because we had two practices at the time, there was 150 players on the team. And, um, you know, I, w- I was, I was down there, you know, I, w- I was not the guy anymore. And that was pretty evident and I wasn't good enough. I, you know, I'm not saying like I should have been because I wasn't good enough. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I just, it wasn't exposed to that type of thing. And so I was, I was behind everybody else. And so, um, I got discouraged. I did. And, uh, I called my dad up and I was like, there was a, there was a smaller community college closer to home. And I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to go talk to coach, coach Blackburn, who was our defense coordinator. I'm just going to go talk to him and tell him I'm going to, I'm going to leave here and go to community college. And he, he didn't really like talk me off the ledge or anything. He just, he was like, okay, you know, like my dad is super supportive. He's, you know, he doesn't really push me. He doesn't really push me a lot, but he, he's super supportive in everything I do. And, um, so he's like, sure, you know, go do that. And, so I went up to the coach's office and coach Blackburn wasn't there. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that was a God thing where, you know, he didn't want me to leave that place. And so mm-hmm. coach Blackburn wasn't there. I didn't go. And, um, you know, I, I went back to my dorm and, and kind of thought it through and woke up the next morning, and went to practice. And so, um, you know, I did that for the, for the rest of the fall camp. And, um, you know, like I said, I was still the eighth linebacker on the depth chart. I was in the second practice and, you know, the second practice coaches are kind of like, you know, let's get done with this practice and you know, I'm ready to be out of here. It's hot. And so like, they didn't really care about, you know, us, you know, scout guys, really. They were just kind of like take basically, I shouldn't really say this, but basically they were just had a lot of guys in the, on the roster just to take our money. And, you know, and like, that's just the way it is. And and like, and if, and if some guys like kind of get through the cracks, then, then like, good, like that's what they want. And so um, so yeah, I went through uh fall camp and, you know, they, they put a red shirt on me and, you know, I, I was originally, I was really fine with that actually. And to be honest with you, my red shirt year is my favorite year of college. Mm. Uh, and, you know, just because, you know, I was able to wake up in the morning, um, work out at five in the morning, go to breakfast, go to class and go to practice. Um, and I was a scout guy. So I would just like go as hard as I could against the starters and, and, you know, better myself and, you know, I had a really good friend group around me and we worked out twice a day and, and, you know, it was just a blast, you know, junior college classes really aren't that hard. So like I could really just like, you know, I could go to, uh, literally we worked out, uh, eight and I could take a nap and I could, you know, I could get my homework done within an hour and then I could go and work out again and then I could go to practice and then I could go watch film. So it was like, I was living like the dream, you know, man, like it was, it was awesome. And, you know, my friends were phenomenal. I, I, I had the best time with them. Like I, I, I call my friends up sometimes and I'm like, Hey man, like you remember when we like really wanted to get out of junior college and like, we wanted to like go division one and stuff like that. Like I, I miss those days because like I should have cherished those days more because those are my favorite days ever, you know, just hanging right. out with my friends. And, uh, so yeah. So then that spring, um, you know, I, I had kind of worked my way up the system already um, just through my hard work really. And so when I looked at, I looked at my redshirt year as, as a opportunity for me to, to get better and to mm-hmm. show the coaches that I was capable of playing at that level. And so, um, you know, and I, and I knew I could, I could beat some of these guys out. Like some of the guys that were in front of me, like they were four-star, three-star guys, but they weren't disciplined. Like I was, they weren't, they weren't going to show up at five thirty every day and work out and really work out hard. Like maybe they'd come and and they might, they might like, they're going to skip reps like that. That was guaranteed by them. And like, and I wasn't going to skip reps. I'm never, I'm not going to skip reps. I'm going to do more uh, to get better and, and to beat those guys. So 
you know, and I saw that right away. Like some of these guys weren't showing up. Some of them were, you know, a lot of them were, um, you know, failing drug tests, you know, and, and not eating right. And, you know, you could tell that like they weren't doing anything right. And in the classroom, like they weren't doing things right. So I, I just saw it, saw it as an opportunity for me to like over time, like, yeah, like maybe right away they weren't better than me, but like over the next six months, like I was going to beat them. And so mm-hmm. that's what happened in the fall is like every day, all day. And like, I would go to ma- like not mandatory meetings. I would go to like, you know, if the starters are watching film, I was in there watching it with them. And I was mm-hmm. even, you know, or on a Sunday, like a Sunday morning, you know, meeting when everybody, all the scouts went home or something like that. Scout guys went home. I would stay on campus or I'll be back on campus Sunday morning. And I would, I would be in that meeting with the guys that were traveling and like having that Sunday meeting. So like, I don't know. I just, I just saw it as an opportunity for me to show the coaches and like get better that, uh, you know, I could play there. And so that's what happened in the spring. I, I was, I worked really hard and uh, after spring I was, I was starter and I had two full division one offers out of after I, I didn't even play a down in junior college and I already had offers just based off of hard work for, you know, eight, eight, nine months. And then, uh, so, you know, went into the summer and, you know, at junior college, you don't have to stay there in the summer. So I went home and, um, you know, my, my brother had a gym. And so, you know, he, he created a program for me and I, I did that program and, and, you know, really worked hard. I, you know, I would do two a days and like go to speed training as much as I could. And, you know, so I, I went all in, like, that's, that's what I did. I just was like, you know, I'm going to go all in on this. So Went back into the fall uh, for my for my uh, sophomore year there, my redshirt freshman year, and uh, was a starter. And um, you know, the first game had a pretty good game, and uh, the second game um, I actually got benched. I I'd had a terrible game, and they benched me. And so um, I woke up Sunday morning, and you know, it was just like, you know what? Here we go again. Let's let's just get up in the morning. Uh, let's go watch the film, see what you did wrong, and like let's improve. And so. Uh, that's what I did. I just got up, went to the film room, watched film, did a lift, uh, tried to spiritually get right, mentally, physically, was ready to go for the next week because we had some tough games coming up. Um, and so for the next nine weeks, and we started we started pretty rough, for the next nine, ten weeks, um, you know, I was I was locked in. And, you know, at the end of the year, I was an All-American and had, had 15 Division One offers. So there was wow. times, there was times when I was like, you know, very discouraged, and I had to, I had to kind of clear my mind and, and think that, you know, that's over, that's that's in the past. Like, keep on moving forward. You know, it doesn't matter. And I think that's what happens with a lot of kids nowadays is like, if it doesn't come, ne- like, they're very talented. People are super, super talented at the Division One level, and so if they if they come in and like somebody's beating them out and they have to redshirt, like they get super discouraged. Mm-hmm. And they're like they kind of shut down or like you know I'm going to transfer from here. I'm I'm not going to. That's that's the worst mentality to have. That's a bad attitude to have. You need to go into the situation with a positive mindset of I'm here to get better. And this is my redshirt year. Like this is a chance for me to improve myself and improve the coaches. Right. Like I'm going to prove to them that like they need me on this team. And so uh, that's the mentality I had. And like I said, I had 15 Division One offers when I was an All American and captain of the team. And um, ended up uh, taking a visit to Southern Miss and uh, really really loved it. And and uh, and, you know, at that time there was a coach called, uh, coach Polly G and, you know, he was, he was a recruiter and, you know, still, still a good dude. He's a great dude. You know, he's not there anymore, but he's a good guy. And, you know, they came up with coach hop came up to Wisconsin and, uh, you know, recruited me and, you know, I, I loved it. You know, I loved the, uh, the grit mentality that Southern Miss had. And that's, that's what I was, right. Like I walked on a junior college and, and, uh, you know, like, so like the defense that Southern Miss had the nasty bunch, like. I was all about that. And so I didn't see that many other places that I was recruited in. 
And so that's what I wanted to be a part of. I, I didn't really care how far away, how far away it was from home and um, ended up committing there pretty soon after they uh, gave me an offer. So through all that journey, discouragement seems to be the theme, right? Which is not uncommon, right? right for, for people at that level. Yep. How did you see your faith strengthened through that and, and right. you know, you know, relying, relying on your faith during that time? Right. So like I said, you know, I was growing up, I was, I was in church, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, Sunday, Wednesdays, I was in church. You know, we moved to Rice Lake and um, had to find a new church. And that was kind of a difficult time for, you know, me and my family. We, you know, couldn't really, you know, it was hard, uh, you know, just to, just to be a part of a church was, was awesome. And then you kind of go to a new city and you're not a part of a church anymore, not a part of a community. And so that was really hard. Um, and then when I went off to um, junior college, it was kind of a chance for me to like, like reboot with my mm-hmm. with my life and like take it over again. And, you know, I still wasn't living for the Lord. I, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time who's my wife now, you know, we weren't living for the Lord and, you know, it wasn't like I was going out and smoking and drinking all these things, but I wasn't in the word. I wasn't praying and, you know, I'll go to church on Sunday and then I wouldn't think about the Lord for, you know, I would pray maybe sometimes and read sometimes, but it wasn't like I was like every action that I was making mm. was not based off of the Lord. Like it was right. off of my own understanding and, you know, I wasn't living for him. So, um, you know, I had some I had some great mentors, though, at, at iWestern, um, at the church that I was at. They were some really, really good people, and they mentored me, and they still are great friends to this day. And, you know, I really appreciate them so much. You know, it's, you know, I don't get to talk to them as much, but, um, you know, they they still, you know, they came to my our autumnized wedding. And um, so it, it was, you know, that was probably a good time for me. And then, um, um, you know, I remember you know, when I was go when it was my first year of spring, um, you know, I prayed before every spring, I, every spring practice, you know, I, w- I was really, I really wanted to get that starting position. And, you know, and I wasn't necessarily praying like, Lord, give me, you know, this starting position, like, cause that's not how it works. Like, right. The Bible isn't like, right. the Bible's not, it's not going to give you like this, like promotion, or he's not going to give you like this job. Like that's, that's the prosperity gospel. And that's, that's not what we're, we're here to do. Like we're not, right. Bible is not is not going to sh- like give you all these things, and that's not what the Bible is all about, right? And so I wasn't praying for that. I was necessarily I was just praying that you know He give me the strength and the, and the determination and the resilience that you know that I needed. And so like you know I was given that obviously, and uh, you know, and then I went to Southern Miss. You know, like uh, two two really really important people in my life, um, Swayze Bozeman, one of my best friends to this day. Um, you know, I moved into his house. He had, he had another group of guys and, um, you know, he was leading a Bible study. And so, uh, just, you know, just seeing his devotion to the Lord and, you know, it was like, you can still be a star football player and be a Christian. Like I never see, I've never, I never seen that before. Like wow. I would see people that were like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then they go out and like party and stuff like that. It's like, that's not what, that's not what a Christianity is like, you know, but he wouldn't do that. You know, he, he was just, he was really determined and he was, you know, he's really disciplined with the, with the word. And, you know, it was really awesome to see that. And so, um, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe it can be done. And so like, you know, we started having talks and, um, brother Mitch is another really important person, our team chaplain. And, um, so like, that's, I just had, I just feel like this has nothing to do with me. And like, I had so many great people along the way at like I Western, I had, you know, I had a couple of guys that were really important to my life. And then at Southern Miss, I, Miss, I had, you know, three or four people that were like really crucial to me with my walk of faith. And so like, with the determination, resilience, courage, all these things, like that was just like these people helping me out and they were, they were really um, filled with the spirit of the Lord and, and, you know, it filled and poured over into my life. 
That's awesome. That's just cool to see how, you know, you think you're doing everything the right way. And then, you know, and then the Lord sends somebody in your life that shows you, you know what, there's more. Right. You right. know, so one more question about your time at Southern Miss. Um, this last year, you faced another challenge health wise. Yep. Right. So kind of give us a glimpse of of that. And then how did you walk through that? Because I would imagine the discouragement hits again, right? Mm-hmm. So just kind of walk us through that and, you know, and how, how the Lord used that in your life. Right. So, so you know, I, I always go back to the start of, of my time at Southern Miss. That would have been, you know, it would have been the COVID year. So that really was still my redshirt freshman year because that year didn't count. Uh, you know, a really, really tough year, you know, for me to move, you know, 16 hours, 20 hours away from home, my girlfriend and fiance and my wife, you know, were, you know, we're back at home and not, you know, she was at college. And so, you know, doing that and like, you, I can't just like get on a plane and like go see her. I can't get on a plane and go see my family. I just can't, you just can't do that. And so that was, that was really hard for me. Right. I was, you know, I was battling for a starting position, you know, and, um, you know, I worked really, really hard at it. And so, you know, I was also trying to be a really good student in the classroom. There was just a lot of pressure. Uh, Division one football, there's a lot of pressure on, on these guys. It's super, super hard if you want to be the best. If you want to be live a, live a Christian life, be a good football player, be a good student, it's really hard. And so I was trying to do that. And um, I was trying to do it by myself. And then into my sophomore year, um, you know, I really, really struggled with depression. You know, I was, I was really, really down bad. Um, you know, I, I remember I went to a Bible study. This is a Thursday night. We have Bible studies on Thursday nights. And uh, I remember getting home and just sitting on the side of my bed and just crying. And I remember telling my wife and I texted her. I said, don't, don't ever let me come back to this place. I'm, I'm never coming back here. Like, I, I don't want to mm. come back. I'm, I'm really struggling here. Like I, I woke up, did not want to go to practice. I didn't, I didn't even want to work out. And I love working out. That's my favorite thing to do in the world is to work out. I was super, super discouraged. And, um, you know, thankfully I had, um, you know, a few people in my life that were really, um, helped me a lot. And so, um, you know, I went home for Christmas break and, uh, you know, I decided to go back to Southern Miss, you know, I'm not sure why, because I, I had that feeling in my heart that was like, you're going to, it's, you're going to regret this. It's going to be like, it's going to be hard to go back there. You, you know, you're leaving your wife again. Like, you know, like this is, this is, this is super hard times. And so, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go down there and I'm just going to like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play for the coaches anymore. I'm not going to play for anybody but the Lord and I'm going to play mm. for the game. And so when I did that, like I started working out, I started working out with the team and like, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't play for the coaches anymore. I, I really didn't. Um, I was playing for the love of the game at, you know, finally, like I was 10 years old playing in the backyard again. I just, I just wanted to go back to the love of the game that I had for it in the beginning. And I didn't love the game anymore at that point, but when I did start to do that, I found it again. And so my junior year was, like just like my redshirt year is probably my favorite year of college football. Um, and you know, I had a, re- and I had a really good year. Like I, I did, I, I was an all conference guy. I was, I was named the unanimous captain of the team. And so, and I had a really good academically. I was, I was graduating, you know, and I was, I was, I got married. And so like all these things were like, okay, I went through a, I went through a walk on position at I Western community college. I, you know, I came down to Southern Miss 20 hours from home. I, I went to an unknown territory. I've, you know, I, I've, I'm, I went through depression. Like I, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like almost like a veteran at this, at this point. And so, you know, when everything started to fall into place, I was like, 
I was like, and I, I was praying about it. I was going to church and like, I was thinking like, this is, you know, this is, this is the way it's supposed to be. And so, you know, after that year, um, you know, had a good year. We had a, we won a bowl game. We were seven and six. We won a bowl game for the first time. And, you know, who, who knows how long at Southern Miss and it was, we were rolling, right? Like, and it was awesome to be a part of that. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go back for my sixth year. And so I went up to my coach and was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to come back for my sixth year. He's like, all right, great. Like I just talked to an agent, one of my, one of my buddies, it's an agent. And he's like, if you have another good year like that, you could, you could be a late round round draft pick, or you could uh, get picked up as a free agent. Like you're mm-hmm. going to be playing football after college. And so like, that was like, that's a dream, right? Like to play football forever. That's, that's the dream. And um, you know, I loved the game at that point again. And, you know, I was like, this is awesome. So went back into the spring and, you know, I had, I had knee surgery, I had a torn my meniscus, you know, in the fall and, you know, played through a torn meniscus. And um, so I was, I was, I got through surgery and, you know, I was, I was feeling good again and went to spring, spring ball and was starting to feel pretty good. And, um, you know, but I was still, I was still like nurturing some injuries that I was, I was having from the fall and just cause it was a really rough year you know, I guess we can go into that a little bit. So like in the, you know, I was going through these injuries, like, you know, I'm a guy that's determined. I'm not Mm going to miss a practice. I'm not going to miss a game. Um, Like I'm out here to play. I'm going to do anything it takes to play. And so to do that, you know, I I struggled a little bit with, um, with painkillers, not necessarily like taking oxycodone or anything like that, but it was definitely in the back of my mind. Like I want, want, I'm going to play and I'm going to do anything it takes to play. I'm going to do like anything. So before before I began at halftime, I'd get a I'd get a Toradol shot just to, so I could numb the pain a little bit. And you know what? I think that that really hurt me a little bit. Sometimes mentally, it was like you know I was almost like invincible when I was on that mm-hmm. stuff. It it was really hard. And um, so the you know that that spring, like I was those injuries that I was putting off, like they all just came to fruition. And so I had to, I had to kind of I was dealing with some plantar fasciitis in my foot. I had a bad shoulder nerve damage in my shoulder here. I actually just got surgery last week on that to fix that. And, um, you know, I was dealing with that knee injury. So, you know, I was, I was kind of going through some things and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I went through spring ball, you know, didn't, didn't play a whole lot of a lot in spring just cause I was still going through his injuries and I'm a six year guy. Like, you know, spring ball is kind of for the younger guys. And so I was kind of like a veteran. I was like, you know, I'm going to take my veteran days. Not like I was taking yeah. any days for anything because I, you know, I wouldn't do that. But like, you know, I wasn't like banging around like it, you know, it really used to be. So, so yeah, I went through spring and, um, uh, you know, in that that time um, after spring ball, you have about two three weeks before you go home for a little bit of like a two two week break. You know, it's not, and then you come back for uh, the summer and you know get ready for fall camp. So um, those two weeks, um, we went out there for practice for a for a workout on the turf and. Um, like it was first thing in the morning, like probably like six, seven AM. And um I did a 10 yard sprint and um all of a sudden like I felt like my heart was skipping a little bit. I I, I went 10 yards and like as soon as I decelled, I came to like a stop and my heart like skipped three times. One, two, three. Oh, and then wow. it, was, it was kind of like out of beat. It was like it was like out of it. And I was like, and I also was like, um, you know, I was kind of getting dizzy, I was getting lightheaded, and I was like, you know, like I just took a lot of deep breaths and like after about 30 seconds, like we were about to do another 10 yard sprint after 30 seconds, it went away. And so I, I kept doing sprints, sprints, sprints. And so I was fine. You know, I was fine that, you know, like the rest of the day. So I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And um, so it kept happening like daily. And then it happened on a Saturday one time. And, you know, I was like, you know, I was like kind of just like wondering what was going on. You know, I didn't really think too much about it. Maybe I was just kind of pushing myself. Maybe I just needed a little bit of a break. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, for those two weeks, I really didn't do a lot of a lot. I was, you know, I, like I said, I had some plantar fasciitis that I was trying to take care of. I really just wanted to get my body right for the summer so I can go all in on the summer and then get ready for fall. And so um, I was like, you know, I hadn't had a, one of those things again, you know, during that two week break. So I was like, maybe this is gone. Maybe this is exactly what I needed. Uh, but sure enough, went back for fall and w- within the first workout, I, it happened again, did a 10 yard sprint and there it was again. So um you know, I, I still didn't say anything for a couple of weeks and, you know, I probably should have said something, but after about a couple of weeks, um, I ended up, um, I ended up telling a trainer and he was like, well, let's, uh, let's, um, let's get you in and, uh, you know, we'll get you in here when it, when it happens and, um, we'll figure out what's going on. And, you know, we didn't think too much about it. It wasn't like we were like, this is a serious issue or anything like that. Like we didn't want to overestimate the thing and, and, you know, like, you know, go crazy on it because, it, you know, what, it, you know, we didn't really know what it was. Right. And so, we ended up uh, in practice. We had, you know, we had practices like, you know, no helmet, anything like that practices in the summer. So I, uh, you know, during practice, it happened four times. And I was like, hey, you know, this, this keeps happening, you know, to our to our trainer, Todd, who's, you know, an unbelievable person. And and so I told him and he's like, all right, let's get let's get you the cardiologist like this. This probably doesn't seem too common. So um, the next day, this is a Thursday, the next day I got into the cardiologist, told him what's going on. And he's, he put me on a, a stress test and we didn't see it then. And, um, he's like, let me put you on this heart monitor. It's going to de- detect everything. So what it is, it looks a little heart monitor that goes right here on your chest. Mm-hmm. And, um, what you have, you have like this phone with you and, um, it detects it. So like, um, you know, went through the weekend, nothing went through Monday, nothing. And then Tuesday, um, I was, I was, you know, I was like, kind of like weird, like, is this thing just not going to show up anymore? So, but sure enough, after, like practice went fine. Like it was, it was going good. And then we went in the weight room and, um, I was doing some SOAS marches and with a band and sure enough, it happened again. And, um, you know, my phone was at, back in my house. So, um, so when I, I got, you know, I got undressed, took a shower, went back home and it updated at 1054. All right. This is probably, this is probably like 1115 now. And he called me like I got a call immediately from this company out in Boston, Boston Scientific, and and he was like, um, "What happened at 10:54?" And I was like, uh, "That's just what what's been going on. Like that's that's just kind of what's going on for the past couple months." And he's like, "All right, let me let me give you a call back. I'm gonna call the, I'm gonna call your doctor right away." And so oh wow, called my doctor and he called Todd and Todd called you know I was I was about to go work out for the second time that day, go into the sand pits and Todd was like, "No." Nah, you're done. You, you know, we, we got to get this thing figured out. Like it's, this isn't looking good. So, um, you know, within, you know, that time. And so for the next couple of weeks, I, I was doing CT scans. I did a cardiac MRI. I was doing tests. I was doing blood work. I was doing all these different things to try to figure out what was going on. The, the CT scan looked pretty good. The cardiac MRI looked semi good. Um, and so I went home for the 4th of July and, you know, at this time, like I wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to be out at all. Like I hadn't worked out in probably three weeks now. Cause I, you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get my heart rate over a certain amount. And, um, so went over the 4th of July, you know, went to the, went to our cabin, went home. I was going back on 4th of July night, just my wife, me and my dog. And, um, and I was driving and we listening to a song. She's like, listen to the song. And so I was listening to this song and um, and all of a sudden, like I was driving, I had it on cruise control and it's, everything started to go to tunnel vision. It was like just going black. It just went all of a sudden oh, it just wow. went black. And so, um, you know, I was like, um, you know, I, I, I was probably out for about five seconds and I hit the, I hit the brake just cause I was on cruise control. Like I was like, I came back to, and I was aware of what happened. 
And my wife looked at me and she goes, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. I, I just, all of a sudden I saw tunnel vision and I, I don't know what happened. And she's like, pull over. So we pulled over. And then all of a sudden I got out of the car, went to went, the passenger side. And like, I just started feeling really, really bad. Like I, you know, I was getting hot and I was, you know, all these things were, I was, I had trouble breathing. Like I was skipping breaths and like, it was, you know, so we went to the hospital and stayed overnight there. And then within 10 days I was in surgery, um, you know, getting surgery in my heart. So, uh, you know, a really, really quick turnaround. And then, um, after that, you know, um, uh, the unfortunate part about the surgery was that they, they couldn't find what was going on in there. So there was a lot of unknowns after surgery. And so for the first, you know, when, when you have surgery in your heart, um, depending on the heart surgery, mine was actually a really, really minor surgery in my heart. Um, if that makes any sense, like it wasn't oh, open yeah. surgery, but it, it was two incisions down by my groin. They went up to my heart. And so, uh, for the first two weeks, you really you just can, you know, walk around the house really. And, um, after that you can start walking on the block and then you can start running a little bit. So that's what mm -hmm. I did. I walked a block, started running and started to get back into shape and, uh, went down to, you know, finally, you know, I, I had already missed like, right. This is like middle of August. And, um, so I had already missed all fall camp and I was really like struggling cause I, I really wanted to be down there with my guys. I'm the captain of this team. Like right. I need to be on there. This is my senior year. I was really starting to get like discouraged and like mad. And, you know, I started doubting a lot of things like this is like I have a chance to go play in the NFL. Like this is this is my chance to go play. Uh, I worked hard at this. Like I've been through depression. I've been through other things like I'm, I'm married and I'm doing long distance marriage at the time. Like, I, like, no, this is this is not going to happen to me. Like, no, Lord, like I'm going. So um, but I started to calm down. And after a couple of weeks, I decided to um, go back to Southern Miss and um uh, just kind of watch practice and, and meet with the cardiologist again and see what the next road was, next steps. And so I went down there and um, ended up, um, I went to the doctor's office and he was like, yeah, like we're going to rule you out for the rest of the year because we don't really know what's going on and we can't take a risk at this. And so immediately at that time, I was like, oh man, like this is, this is not good. Like, come on, this is my senior year. This is my sixth year. Like I've been playing forever. And, um, so he's like, let me put you back on this heart monitor and let's, let's put you through some work, um, some tough workouts for about a month. Uh, it was actually like five weeks, I think somewhere on there. And, and, you know, we'll come back in here on this date. He set a date and, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it looks. And so for the next five weeks, I worked out every day with Todd, our trainer, and he put me through like a lot of rigorous things, like really high intensity stuff just to see if like I could get this thing triggered again. Cause we couldn't get it going again. And, you know, I was like, uh, like, you know, I had some complications from surgery. Like my, my side was really hurting me all the time. And I, my heart, like this area was really, really sore a lot up in my heart area. And then I, you know, I just was, I just wasn't feeling all that great sometimes. And, you know, it was like, you know, but after a couple of weeks, I started to come back to myself and started to feel a lot better. And, um, you know, like I said, I was working out a lot. And so, yeah, after about those five weeks, uh, you know, I came back up to see my wife in Milwaukee and was like, um, you know, I had, I had that, I had appointment on Monday of the next Monday. And so, um, I was like, you know, I got an appointment in about a week and a half, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of starting to feel like, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about it because in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, he's going to be like, yep, you can go back and play like, yep, you can go back. And so like, that was, that was the plan. I was like, you know, he's going to tell me this. And I'm, I was like, I don't know why, but I had a super, I was really, really confident about it. And like, I was ruled out for the year. Like, why would I be confident about that? You know, and so I uh, went through that week and uh, on Monday we had a FCA a leadership meeting 
um, with the leaders of the FCA. And um, uh, I told them, I, I told them the story what was going on. And, you know, I was a little bit discouraged because I was still had a little bit of a weird heartbeat. And, you know, it was like, he's probably going to rule me out for the season for sure, maybe even forever. And I was really starting to feel like not good about it. And so uh, one of the leaders was like, let's, let's pray for you. And so she, they all put their hand on my, on me and they prayed for me and, um, you know, went through that week and everything was feeling fine. And on Sunday I was, I was driving to church by myself and, um, you know, I was, I was kind of feeling anxious about it because the next day I was going to the doctor's office. And so I was starting to feel a bit anxious about it and I uh, walked into the church and I was sitting in the back right corner. And so I grabbed my coffee, sat down in the back right corner. And as soon as I sat down, I kind of had this, I had this really weird, like heart thing, like happened like again, but it wasn't like traditional things. It was just like this weird thing. I sat down in church happened. And I, and like, at that point I, I heard God, like, he was like literally telling me, he's like, all right, you need to calm down. Stop being anxious about this. I'm in control. This isn't your timing. Like this isn't all, all about you. This is all about me and for the glory of me. And you need to be satisfied, whatever I do in your life. And so, yeah, that was the point I was like, you know what? You're right. I need to be satisfied. And that was my word that I went with, like satisfied in the Lord. And uh, the next day I went to the office and um, doctor's office and, um, and he's like, Hey, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you right now. And he's like, um, I've been looking at your heart monitor and, and I don't, I don't see anything. So, so he's like, he's like, I'll, I'll be real with you right now. Like I don't see anything wrong with your heart. And I actually had to go back into your old heart monitor and see if something was actually really going on. And just because I haven't seen anything. And so he's, I was like, so that's looking good. Then he's like, yeah, it looks pretty good. And, you know, and I was like, so like my initial thought was like, so I can come back and play now. And he's like, Oh, whoa, whoa, let's, let's take it, take it slow now. Let's, let's calm down. And um, we'll go through another week of workouts and we'll see how it goes. And so uh, I left the doctor's office and, you know, got the heart monitor off. And like the next week I, um, the next week I um, went up to Todd and was like, Hey Todd, like, what do you think about me going back and putting the pads back on? And he's like, let me call the doctor's office. So we called the doctor's office cardiologist. And he's like, yeah, we can, yeah, I guess we can try to see how he feels about it. And so, you know, without a doubt, I was like, let me, let me get back in these pads. So this is Wednesday. We were playing Texas state that weekend. Um, you know, I um, put the pads back on and, you know, felt really, really good and no, you know, no problems. And obviously I was, I was, I lost about 25 pounds just because of no working out and things like that. And, and so I was obviously down in weight and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't back to the player that I was. And I, and I knew, so, you know, at this point in my career, I, you know, this is week eight, whatever it was, can't remember, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of like realized that, you know, I wasn't going to be playing at the NFL anymore. I wasn't going to be, you know, continue to play like, you know, scouts were going to look at this and be like, you know, we're not going to take a chance on a guy like this. And he's only played, you know, four games this whole year. So, you know, and I wasn't back to the player I was. I, I knew that. But like mm-hmm. I said before, I, I was satisfied with whatever the Lord wanted me to do. And so at that point, um, you know, I came back and, and played, you know, that Texas State game. I played one drive and, you know, felt decent. It obviously wasn't wasn't playing great. But, you know, I was I was. You can see there's a there's a play on film that I'm just like running around with my head cut off. I was just super excited to be back out there, and so um, you know after that, you know came back and played four four or five games, and um, you know felt felt really good. And and you know um, looking back, it was just it, it was it was really just a miracle that you know I was able to get back out there and play. And I, I was so thankful to just be able to put those pads back on, put the helmet back on, and, and you know represent my team as a captain again. And and, you know, be the leader that I was supposed to be. And, um, you know, it was a super challenging time for me, but, you know, I, I would go through it again. Just if the Lord wanted me to do it again, then I would do it again because I'm satisfied with whatever he wants in my life.
That's awesome. So what now with no, with football behind you, what's what now? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I really, I'm really, you know, don't have too, too much on the radar actually. Um, you know, I'm trying to take a step back and it was a really long six years. Um, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the time with my wife and, you know, I, I, I actually, I have to make money obviously and, you know, pay for an apartment and pay for food and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I'm taking a step back and, um, you know, analyzing things and, you know, trying to find another passion because my passion was football, you know, and, and I, I don't want to go into coaching, you know, it's something I, I, I really don't want to do. And uh, I, I, really, I just really love playing. I love playing. I love getting in the weight room with the guys. I love the brotherhood aspect of it. And, you know, when it came to an end, it was a tough day, but, you know, I, I knew it was time to move on from it and, you know, find something else, but I'm not jumping into things, you know, I'm not jumping into corporate America. I'm not, I'm not gonna, um, you know, do things that, you know, that I, I, you know, I'm not super enjoyed about, I'm going to find something. And, um, at this time I'm just kind of taking it all in and, um, you know, going pretty slow, but, um, I think that's what you have to do is you have to analyze and, and, and find something that you enjoy and, um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So is there a, a scripture that you kind of, was your rock through all this or, or is there one that God shown you recently? which really yeah. just kind of with you. Yeah, I think um I think the greatest passage um and the greatest story um you know that I that I kind of held tight to was was the the narrow road aspect of of life. The, um you know, taking the narrow road and um you know, I had preached on that at FCA back in 22 about the the narrow road and and then the cost of following Jesus Christ and and um you know, it'll, and then, you know, come to a conclusion that it'll cost you your life. And so that's, that's kind of what I, what I held tight to was just, you know, this, this life isn't for me. This isn't for my, this isn't for my own good. It's not, I'm not here to live a great life. I'm not here to live a lavish life. I'm not here to live a life that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a hundred thousand dollars or 200 or a million dollars. I'm not like a nice truck. Like I'm not here for that. I'm here to, to follow the narrow, the narrow road and to follow a life that, that is glorifying to Christ and, and that alone, it, it's not for anybody. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's what I originally, um, you know, when I was going through the depression period and that, that's what I initially held on to was like, this life isn't for me. It's not for the coaches. It's not for my wife. It's not for my parents. It's not for anybody, but the Lord. And so when I started mm. that, it was like, like my horizon was just wide open. And so that's kind of what I held tight to during that time. And then I'm still holding that tight because you know, like getting out of, getting out of college football is, is hard. You know, you know, I was in that for six years. And so, um, you know, being a two-time captain and, you know, all those things. And so it, it's hard to get out of that, that life. And, you know, there's days and I, there's days now that I, I struggle with just cause I miss that so much. And, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, just try to cherish those moments a lot. And, um, but that's probably the passage that I've been holding tight to the most. I love that because it's easy for us to say, we understand the cost of following Jesus, but it's right. not until we walk through situations like you walk through that it right. it really tests to go. Do we really believe what we're saying? That's right. That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that's definitely right. Like if you if you don't go through anything hard, like how are you going to realize that you know what what the cost of following Christ is all about, right? And so, you know, going through going through what I went through, you know, of walking out of junior college to moving away from home to you know, having heart surgery to, you know, my college football career ending, you know, the way it did, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard, but my perspective on things is also a lot different nowadays. Like, 
you know, my mom had cancer, um, you know, she had thyroid cancer and, you know, for her to go through that was like, for me to do this was like minor to compared to that. Right. Or, I, right. you know, I'm really like, I'm really patriotic. So like seeing these military guys go away from their family for years at a time. And, you know, my perspective on things is so much different. And so, and when you have perspective like that, or, and you understand those concepts, it's like what you're going through sometimes is so minor. And I'm not saying like that, you know, going through this hard thing and, and going through, you know, the way that I had to go through things like, was like easy or anything like that, or it's, it's downgraded just because like someone has it harder than me. It's like, no, I'm just saying like that. Like I understood like, okay, I, if they can get through it and I have the Lord on my side, like I'm going to get through this. Like it's, yeah, I shouldn't look at this in like, in such like a, a depressing way. It's like more or less like, Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful that you had me going through this journey. And so like, whatever you want, like just do it. It's, it's your will. It's your way. That's awesome. You know, and what you went through is a good reminder. We talk about this a lot, especially with coaches in in athletics. Oftentimes, our identity is in success. Right. You know, because you're judged on wins and losses or number of tackles or number of yards gained. And so, you know, hearing your story is just a reminder of that stuff is silly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Identity is in who is in is in Christ. And if we hold fast to that, all this other stuff, because the other stuff is going to go away at some point. hundred percent. You know, I, I talked about that, too, in a in a I think it was week three and I wasn't playing or anything like that. It was it was our rival week against Tulane. And, you know, I said that I said that go out there tomorrow, tomorrow night and don't think about any sacks. Don't think about all the tackles you're going to make. Don't think about interceptions or touchdowns. Just think about playing hard for your teammates. And I think that's what was really important. And if you're playing hard for the Lord, that's all that matters, right? And like, like you know, I used to be like that. Like after after a game, like I would check the stats. Like I had, I had 115 tackles in junior college, and every game I'd look and see, did I hit my marker? Did I hit my marker? And it, like it was so like if I didn't hit that marker, it was like I didn't have a good game. It's like it doesn't that doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna look back in 10 years and like laugh at myself because it was like that doesn't matter. You know, like like even even like all conference stuff, like that, that stuff does not matter. You know, like at the end of the day, like in 20, 30 years when, you know, when my wife and I have kids and they're in playing football or something like that, it's like, who really cares? You know, and like, and it, it just seems so silly looking back at it now, even like I'm looking back at it now, like it doesn't, that doesn't matter. And like you said, like wins and losses, like as a coach, like it's hard because, you know, it's like, if you don't win, you're going to get fired. And like, so it, it is like, you definitely do have to think about wins and losses. Like you have to think about winning a game, like right. do, do everything you can to win that game. But like, you're not, you're not, you're not defined off of that win. You're not defined off of how many sacks you had or interceptions or baskets, right. maybe goals or like that. It's like, you know, you're not defined off of that. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's super, you know, crucial to think about. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know we had some uh, back and forth on getting this scheduled. So I appreciate you um, taking the time to do it. I know, you know, hearing more about your story has been encouraging and I know for those listening, it is as well. So I appreciate it. Yeah, but I, I do appreciate everything you do. And this is this is a great podcast. And um, yeah, I hope this can impact a lot of people. Wow, what a story. Thank you to Avery for jumping on here and sharing his story, just overcoming obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and reminding us that um, it's all about a relationship with Jesus and following the Lord and giving Him the glory, relying on Him for our strength and our direction. And His plans are always greater than ours. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to share this with someone you think could be encouraged. Um, And lastly, 
Um, we always love to hear from you. So our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just go type in All In Sports Outreach in the search bar. You'll find us. Shoot us a message. Um, thank you for your support, your prayers, and constant encouragement.